Welcome to Living Forward. When we last saw our heroes, they were fighting the dual demons of Act Your Age and the Abyss of FOMO. Their quest? To tear down the barricades of the It Crowd minions. Join Barbara and Taya as they storm the fortresses of technology, pop culture, and ennui to capture the elixir of verbiness. Verbiness? Is that a word? Uh, it was in the script. Yeah, but but is it actually a word? Well, it is now. Hello, this is Barbara. And it's just Barbara. Here to save you from fossilization one podcast at a time. It's been kind of a funny, full, weird week here at the Arboleta household. And so Taya found himself unable to participate in this week's episode, and we did not want to skip a week. And so here I am to give you story time with me. But I figured I have this story that I love so much that really speaks to our living forward theme, which is how to kind of still learn to do new stuff and keep trying things and stay open in the world. And so it's a story I've told before elsewhere, but I don't think that the family here at Living Forward has heard it. So wrap it up, get ready to go. I'm going to talk about the first time I went snorkeling. What is my snack tonight? Well, I had a lovely snack picked out for the two of us that is going to have to wait for next time. Therefore, I am having my Dove chocolate, my little piece of Dove chocolate, which is the dark chocolate with almond. Mm-hmm. You see, I did get a very special snack for next time. I think it's going to be so much fun. You will have to wait, though. As will Taya, because I did not want to use that snack up just on story time night. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's my my lovely snack. Now, I should mention before I start that I've never really been one to swim in the water. Like oceans and even lakes kind of freak me out because I really kind of can't see what's under the water. I might swim in in a pool, really, where I can see everything, but not not so much for for swimming in oceans. It's just it's not really my scene. Uh, mostly because I think about the creatures who might be under there uh, waiting to take a nibble at me, and so I think this is going to play into the story. So I figured I I still needed to have a fun fact, and Taya is usually our fun fact kind of person here, but but nonetheless, I thought that I should actually see if my fears were warranted. And there's, you know, two creatures I think about in particular, which is the, the barracuda and sharks. Now, the barracuda looks really mean. It's got like all those teeth and stuff, but apparently... It is quite rare for people to actually get bitten by them, which is good because in this story, I definitely saw Barracuda and I just did not like the way they were eyeing me. Nonetheless, they did stay away from me. So it's good to know that that's just the Barracuda's vibe. They really just 
aren't aren't usually up for human meat, which is great. I think that's that that's fabulous. They can they can eat something else. So that that one left us with sharks, and so I found uh, this place dive dot site, and they they have this this lovely page about sort of it, oh the dive site blog your source on everything scuba it's called and so they have this lovely article do sharks attack divers and they have some statistics that come from the international shark attack file now first of all if if there are enough shark attacks that like we have an international shark attack file i'm thinking this already doesn't look good but you know i figure i'll read on here we go i'm gonna read on so in 2020 according to the isaf there were 129 different types of incidents involving sharks um so uh, of which 19 were deemed doubtful or not confirmed okay uh, 57 were unprovoked and 39 were provoked attacked. Now, I would like to ask the question, first of all, who is the person who is out there provoking a shark? Seriously, come on, who, who's provoking a shark? I'll tell you, that's not going to be me. I'm going to be like hoping not to even see any sharks and and meanwhile you got some people what poking them with sticks or something i i don't know i don't know but apparently of the total of 129 incidents only 4% involved scuba divers uh, most of the victims were attacked during activities such as surfing board sports and swimming or wading so okay all right maybe it's not as bad as it seems so in any case, I, I thought that, that that might be an interesting little fun fact for, for the day. And so that brings us then into our story. The question when I tell this story is really where to begin. I decided I was going to begin at about age four. Now, don't worry, we're going to skip a bunch of years. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, keep you on here for hours and hours talking about my youth my ute growing up in Minnesota and things like that. No, 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 no. But I am going to tell you that when I was about four years old, my parents signed me up for swimming lessons. I don't know what the process of certifying swimming teachers is like or what kinds of competencies they have to prove or maybe child development or something. But on the first day, they had all the parents there and my dad was the one who took me, he was a good swimmer, he was on the swim team, and his nickname was Bubbles in high school, because he was on the swim team, and he was very good. So here I am, and there he is, and we're in this class, and the teacher tells all the parents to throw the children into the pool. Bad idea. I, I am the person who later grew up and when, when people said, well, you have to play truth or dare. Someone dared you. You have to tell them. And I was like, no, no, I, I don't. I don't have to do that because I choose not to. Thank you very much. It was very similar having been thrown into the water in a swimming class. I was done. I was completely done. Well, first of all, I panicked 
which is not great because, hmm, I couldn't swim. Yes, let's throw the children who can't swim into the water. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. So in any case, I refused to go back. I was like, I was not, there was no way they were going to get me in that pool again. No. So it was quite some time before really water became something that I was even, you know, vaguely interested in. And, you know, every so often I would dip my toes in the water up. One of my aunts and uncles had had a cabin up in Maine and, and a little dock going out into a pond, well, a lake. And and I'd let the sunfish nibble my toes and every so often they'd manage to get me in. But honestly, I never really learned how to swim. I can tread water. I can do the doggy paddle with the best of the little schnauzers. I'll bet I could just, you know, just like a little schnauzer. You know, I'm sure I could make that happen. And I know how to, you know, float on my back and, and you know, kind of backstroke a little bit around. So I'm not in a big danger of drowning, which is great. You know, I mean, not that I could sit out there for hours or anything, but I can, I can get around in the water, but I never, never did learn how to swim. But that's okay. Because, you know, I do other things. And, you know, I don't swim, but I do sing. And hey, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all trade-offs in life, right? So, all right, I promised you I was going to fast forward many number of years. And so I will fast forward now. Okay, here I am probably about, oh, how long ago was this now? Maybe, hmm, it might have been close to 10 years ago. Something like that. Now, my dad, again, being a water person, he eventually learned how to sail very, very well. And so he would rent a boat. He never bought a big boat, but he, he would rent a boat and we would get to crew. And it kind of worked out well because so he would rent a boat sometimes in the British Virgin Islands. And if we could get ourselves there, all we had to do was show up and be willing to pull cables and all of this stuff. And we'd kind of go around. So Taya and I actually did this a couple of times. It was really nice. Um, the first time I was really excited about snorkeling, like really excited about snorkeling. Um, this was more than 10 years ago. This might have been closer to 15 years ago. This was a while ago. Wow. But anyway, I was super excited about snorkeling. We bought the gear. I've got the little mask and the little snorkel, the flippers, and I'm all set to go. And and so we get out of the boat and, and my my dad and my sister and I get into the dinghy which is the little inflatable thing. It's this, this big round inflatable sides that goes that you go off and you do small things in because the larger boat can't get too close to the shore and things like that. So we're in the little dinghy with the, with the motor and we kind of go out to this place where my dad, having been there before, knows where there's some really great snorkeling to look at coral off the side of some some rocks and I'm, I'm so excited this is going to be great so my dad gets into the water and my sister gets into the water and I get into the water and panic I absolutely 
flip out. I just like full on fight or flight. I'm clawing my way back into the dinghy, managed to flop myself over the edge, you know, like, like a fish that's been pulled in on a line. I couldn't do it. I absolutely could not do it. It was too deep. I couldn't see the bottom. My feet, everything was floating. There were waves. I absolutely flipped out. But I really, really wanted to see the coral and go snorkeling. So I said, all right, maybe I just need time, some acclimation. Maybe I just need to kind of get, get in the right headspace. And honestly, I think that this whole water panic thing, that goes back to that whole being tossed in the water back when I was four thing. And let me tell you, my mom never lets my dad forget that. <laughs> so, okay. so then my, my dad, my sister, they're not sure what to do. I said, you guys go. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to stay here and figure this out. All right. So again, like I, I'm like, I'm not going to give up, right? I don't want to just like, oh, I can't do it, you know. So I said, I really want to do this. And and I think I can do this. I, I just have this sense. I think I can do this. So first thing I did was I put on my snorkel and I put on my mask. And I kind of leaned myself over the dingy edge. Like, so it was, it's, it, you know, it's the size of a yoga ball, really. It's huge, right? And so I'm like leaning over the edge and shoving just my face into the water and just letting that sit there for a bit and just breathing with the snorkel. And I actually started to panic just a little bit, just with my face in the water, which is crazy to me because the rest of me was well, hanging off the boat, not necessarily in the boat, so to speak. And so I'd stay there and I'd breathe for a while. And then I'd lift my face out of the water. And then I'd kind of calm down and I'd put my face back in the water again and breathe. And then I would come and I'd take my face out of the water. And so finally, it it's true. I stopped panicking when I put my face in the water. Fabulous. Okay, what comes next? Well, I got to figure out how to get in the freaking water. So I managed to get most of my body over the edge and hang on to the dinghy with one arm. And again, this huge yoga ball size, like inflatable boat thing. And I've got one arm kind of wrenched up in this really awkward position, hanging on just so I can get used to having my face in the water while there is no land under my feet. And I managed to tolerate this for a little bit. And then I hauled myself back up into the dinghy. I was getting my exercise. I tell you, you know, there's no question about that. That upper body strength was coming right along. So then I did it again, this time with the other arm. I'm like, okay, great. I did it on one side. I'm going to do it on the other side. And I did that again. And I pulled myself back into the dinghy. And my body's asking me, why are you doing this? So it's okay. What's the next step? The next step is there's a rope that is attached to the dinghy. And that rope, there's really nothing attached to the other end. It's it's what we use to tie it up to the main boat for later. So I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang onto the rope. So I haul myself out of the dinghy. I'm hanging on with one arm. And then I grab onto this rope 
And then I take my arm off the side of the dinghy and I'm just hanging onto the rope then with both hands for dear life. But the rope is, of course, unstable because we're mm, in water and I'm kind of floating around and I'm starting to panic. But I somehow managed to still just hang out there with the rope. So now I know. All right, we're getting somewhere. I took one one hand off the rope. And I just now I'm on the rope one handed. Look, mom, one hand. This is awesome. All right, great. Switch hands. I can do it with the other hand too. I'm ambidextrous with this rope. But the time has come for me to sort of, shall we say, poop or get off the pot, as they might say. And so I look in the distance and I see something that doesn't look that far. And it's not the coral reef where my dad and sister went, but it looks like there's a bunch of rocks there that I could kind of settle on if I could just get there. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. And so I put my face in the water and I let go of the rope. And I did the best doggy paddle you have ever seen i'm doggy paddling just like and i'm trying to i'm breathing through the little snorkel i've got my face under i don't i mean i know i've got i can see things but i don't even know because i'm blacked out at this point pretty much because because my fight or flight is way way up here and i'm doggy paddle doggy paddle doggy paddle doggy paddle and i make it over to the rocks and i put my little flippers down on the rocks not realizing that whoa there's like a current and there's waves here and then my my flippers start kind of like slipping and then i almost fall on my butt and all this but i made it so then i turn around and i look back at where the dinghy is and i say well that's awfully far and so i I, I have no choice, though. I, I have to go back to the dinghy. And I'm kind of slipping around in my feet. And then I'm like, okay, well, I can't really stand here anyway. So I put my foot, my my, my face back in the water. And then shh, 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 fast doggy paddle, doggy paddle, doggy paddle. Little feet, doggy paddle. Oh, look, a fish. I don't see any coral yet, but I see a fish. Fish, great, lovely. Oh, great. Where's the... Bring my head up. Where's the dinghy? Oop, oh, wrong direction. Here we go. Turning over to the dinghy. Find the rope, find the rope, find the rope, find the rope. And I got the rope. And I haul myself back up into the dinghy. Once more, flop like a, like, like a fish, like a landed fish. This is great. This is exciting. I actually did it. And at that moment, my dad and my sister come up. And, they, and, and my dad says, hey, you know, why don't I just, you know, take this rope and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take you over to where the coral is and maybe you can put your face in the water and, and you can see it. And it, the, the timing could not have been more perfect because I said, no, guess what? I did it. I'm ready to go to the coral reef. And he said, oh, okay. okay. I said, but I got my process. So first, put my snorkel on and my my mask back on and I and I I I put my face in the water and I breathed okay then I lifted my face out of the water and then I came out over the dinghy one arm on the side of the dinghy big yoga ball to switch sides other side arm over the side of the dinghy big yoga ball bouncing up and down okay find the rope find the rope and then both hands on the rope one hand off the rope other hand off the rope and then 
let go of the rope and doggy paddle, doggy paddle, doggy paddle, doggy paddle. And then my, my, my dad, who, you know, as I mentioned, swims quite well, you know, is kind of going ahead, showing me what direction to go. Doggy paddle, doggy paddle, doggy paddle, doggy paddle. And then, and then the panic did start to subside and I started seeing coral. And my breathing slowed down. And I started moving a little bit less frantically. The schnauzer in me was falling away and I was coming back to being human again. And it was lovely. And that is where I saw the barracuda, however. And that did, in fact, make me concerned. But they didn't appear to be making atten- paying much attention. Like I said, you know, the little eyeball, you're not like, mm-hmm, I-, I see you, Barracuda, and you see me, and we're just kind of like doing this little, mm, you know, I see you. But they did, they did not, they just stayed floating. They look like little sticks. I did not see a shark, thankfully, because that would have been doggy paddle, doggy paddle, doggy paddle, doggy paddle, which would have gotten me eaten. I know that for, for a fact. The coral was lovely. And then on that trip, I was able to snorkel several times. However, on that trip, each time we went out in the dinghy and I was going to be going snorkeling, face in the water, out, big yoga ball arm, other side yoga ball arm, rope, one hand, other hand. It was like this big ritual and then finally let go. But I I spent less and less time in the frantic doggy paddle, I got to tell you that. So, you know, I got a little bit more graceful. I'm not sure I'll win any awards for that, but but I was definitely more graceful by the end. And it was it was lovely. And I've had the opportunity to snorkel again in other places, and it has never been so bad. Like once I got over the hump, I was able to do it. Which left me in the fabulous, wonderful position of of snorkeling in Florida and snorkeling straight through a swarm of baby jellyfish. But, my friends, that is a story for another time. And so thank you so much for joining me today on Living Forward. Me, myself, and I, Taya, will be back with me next week, and I will bring out my lovely snack that I have already prepared. We would so much appreciate it if you would please, please, please share this podcast with as many people as you think would find our content interesting, fun, funny, because, you know, it's just us, right? We're not in a network or anything, and we're not big celebs or anything. So anything that you can do to spread the word of our our stories that we love making for you, we would really appreciate it. Subscribe, rate and review, and enjoy. And in the meantime, don't forget to eat your greens, floss your teeth, and look that barracuda straight in the eye.